What's up, Banana Bunch? Episode 25 of the Juggle Jibs Podcast is upon us, and you know what? I got a fun one for you today. I am kicking off a two-week perspective on produce. This week, we go direct from the source with our pals at Oppie, and next week, we dive in with one of our employees who moved into the world of international produce, so get hyped. But of course, before we get down, this is the quick part where I say, Leave us a review, please. Uh, We're almost to 100 reviews, and I want to get to 100 by the end of March. And we are so close. I can taste. Okay, I can't taste reviews. They don't have a flavor. Uh, But thank you to everyone who's written reviews at Apple Podcasts and Spotify for me because it means so much. I really appreciate you supporting my success and thus the show's success. All right, so what's on the menu this week, huh? Well, I'm kicking off a new segment here in just a minute with my pal Chris V, so get ready for that. Our buddy Eric, who is a killer audio producer and maybe more conveniently for us here at the jungle, he's actually one of our produce people over at the Eastgate store, and he made us a great bit of segment audio for it. I think you're going to laugh. And if not, I laughed, and that's ultimately what's important to me. Then we sit down to dive deep with the fine folks at Oppie to talk all about the world of produce and what they've got coming down the pipeline. And then we're going to wrap it up with a special local film guest who recently came and recorded an episode of their show in our podcast studio here, the WJJI Studio. He's conveniently screening a film that I starred in, so if you know what's good for you, you're going to stick around for the whole episode. Okay, so... A few weeks back, Jungle and I were chatting about some ideas for the show, and he had a fun one for me, and it led me to learn a little bit about buying stuff in bulk in our store. So thanks, Jungle. This, of course, got my wheels a-spinning. And we've got all this fun stuff in the jungle. We've got these closeouts. We've got our own version of a dollar store. we got all these deals. So I hit up Chris V to kick off this new segment. Heads up, the audio is going to be a little hot for your gentle ears. But here we go. It's time for the Deal Squeal! I went and bought some of my favorite designer whey protein to make protein shakes the other day from, uh, actually, I think they're a local company called Beverly. But then I noticed that you were doing something fun over here. So tell me what you brought in with you, Chris. We got a deal. It is, yeah, Beverly is a great product. It's out of uh, Northern Kentucky, right across the river, really. Cool. Um, Great line. But this is a line, it is out of Michigan. And essentially it's a private label from a distributor that we uh, do a ton of business with within our American grocery. So, this is Active Life Daily uh, whey protein, and it has the BCAAs in it and the added glutamine. One scoop's 26 grams, which is completely comparable and, yeah, and this pretty is a- standard for um, any protein mix regardless. But uh, yeah, we have them on sale currently for half price, fourteen ninety nine. That's crazy. And this is two pounds of powder too. And now I compare that to, and again, I, I love the other products, but uh, I spent close to $40 on the same two pound. I believe it was also a two pound container. So this is kind of insane. And it's really, it tastes good too. It tastes great. I have them at home. I drink one every morning. It's yeah. just that subtle vanilla. I usually mix it with frozen fruit, berries. It actually smelled a little bit through the packaging too. That's always a good sign to me, to be honest with you. Yeah, but it's like the fluffy protein powders, not the chalky. Good. Mix as well. So yeah, it's a great product for a great deal. Like almost no sugar in here, which is great. Yeah, this is it's awesome. It's pretty clean. We're it's looking a clean at 160 label. calories per scoop, which is enough to make the shake. I always like the move, take a frozen banana and blend it in with that. It turns into like milkshake consistency. Yeah, I'm in with that. Blueberries, strawberries, bananas, it's oh, all good. That's a really great idea. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, you also have like a rack of all kinds of other vitamins from the same distributor. Is that correct? That is correct. It is um, uh, vitamins and supplements, essentially. Uh, but it is uh, a one-time run. Um, they were kind of getting out of this line. So I bought what was left and we still have quite a bit of everything and it's everything from, uh, multivitamins to dandelion root to, you know, a joint formula, um, omega threes, all that sort of stuff. I think I saw some MCT oil in the lineup at one point. Yeah, we are sold out of that now, but we did have it. And, um, yeah, a lot of other great stuff, uh, probiotics, things like that. So it's amazing. It's a great line, but it, you know, uh, we're selling it at half price. So however long it lasts, uh, I assume it'll get us to the summer. 
Um, or maybe even further. But well, or maybe less now that everybody's going to come. That's in and take true. Advantage. We're take here for the deal. Take advantage of the deal. Yeah, seriously. We're all, I'm, I'm a penny pincher. You know, I want to save you all many pennies. Many pennies. Yes, you're right. Let's save them. But everybody loves a deal. And especially when it's on a great product and you don't feel like you're buying down. Right. To get a deal. No, this is a great product. And, uh, you know, I, I again, I love the products I currently use, but trying this, I, it instantly made me think, okay, maybe I could save a little bit and buy something a little more affordable that tastes the same. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, and I love them both. And this one, we've got it in vanilla and chocolate, right? Yeah. Chocolate's lower on inventory, um, but we have the majority in vanilla. And there are some, for those interested, there's a uh, pea protein. Oh. As in the vegetable, PEA, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> and um, uh, it's just a different form of getting your protein. But we don't have many of those, but they are left, and that is available in chocolate only. Oh, sounds good to me, too, though. See, everyone, we wanna, we're going to get you healthy. We're going to get you some good deals. We're going to save your wallet. That's why you come to Jungle Gyms, right? It's an experience, and it's on sale right now. Enjoy. Thanks, Chris. Looking forward to our next find. Hey, and if any of you come in and try this stuff, come by and tell me what you thought of it. And let me know if you found a deal that you want to squeal about. You can shoot me an email at podcast at junglegyms.com or leave me a voicemail at country code one, area code 513-674-6855. I always love when Lord of the Produce AJ comes to visit me in the studio. Now, AJ refuses to accept my nickname for him, but I'll work on that in my own time. However, we had some fun new stuff come in and I got to chat with the fine folks at Oppie about what they're growing for all of us to enjoy. All right, folks, in the WJJI studio today here, uh, AJ joins us actually from Produce. You've heard him before on the show. It's been a little while though. Been a couple weeks, yeah. Yeah, at least weeks. Okay, two months. <laughs> it's like when someone's like, can you walk there? I'm like, yeah, it just depends days. on how much time you have. Uh, but I, more importantly, nothing personal. Uh, <laughs> we're off to a great start. Uh, <laughs> but I'm joined by Mickey and Sydney of Oppie. So talk to me about Oppie and produce. And I actually kind of killed the lead a little bit because you were telling me about the, the full name, but how you're actually known. Yeah, yeah. So um, Oppie is a grower and marketer of fresh produce from around the world. Um, you know, we represent over 10 categories of, of produce items grown um, all across the globe, some closer to home, some farther away. Um, but we like to say we, we bring fresh produce home. Um, so that's kind of kind of always our tagline, along with expect the world from us. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, and Oppie was originally um, started as a company that helped um, miners in British Columbia who were going out there for the gold rush. It helped them get different supplies, and one of that was actually some of that was fresh produce. Oh, um, and so that was originally how we were, were founded. Um, we are the oldest registered company in British Columbia, Canada. Um, so I, yeah, that's, that's the short version of who we are. Been in business since, um, 1856. Yeah. I think I it was just our 160th year. So it, wow. 18, 1858, wow. 1858. That was the number. Not that's okay. There, thankfully there's no quiz about this. At the end, so <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just Google it audience. It's fine. Yeah. Somebody will correct us. And if any, if we say anything wrong, podcast at junglegyms.com, send me an email. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, what uh, city, what brings you all into the store today? Um, well, yeah, Mickey and I just hitting the store. I've never been here before and we've, yeah. So it's a very <gasps> exciting oh. experience for me. Yes. This has been a long time coming. Like Mickey's really talked it up. And so just been incredible like walking around it really does feel like you're at a theme park so. i cannot even speak anymore i've been speaking for what almost two hours now mm -hmm. like, and this is the story behind the tree and this is the story about the pole and this is and this is the story about this uh, massive stein above this beer aisle oh that's good I, I feel like I still need that tour a little bit, I'll to be honest you with tour. you. I'd be into that. That'd yes. be a good time. And then we'll eat some of the, I just was joking a minute ago, but we'll eat some of those delicious red ki kiwi uh, that you yes, all just brought out. Yes. Yeah, that's that's kind of a new one, kind of getting people excited. And that's that's a new de development in the kiwi category. So I don't know if you guys know this, but there's actually kiwis of, of all different flavors and colors. There's some that they grow in New Zealand that even are a little spicy. Um, there's really? Yeah, there's different kinds of kiwi berries. It's it's, it's quite the diverse little piece of fruit. And when can we expect Oppenheimer to have this product for me to buy? <laughs> You're putting him on the spot. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have to talk to my people above my pay grade on that one. <laughs> Spicy kiwis. 
But I mean, like as a, like, you know, as, as jungle gyms, like as a buyer, like we are constantly looking for that unique item, like that special unique item. And that's where Oppenheimer is like, in my opinion, key, one of our most important vendors, because, you know, I'm going to make that phone call on that Monday. What do you have? Anything new, anything exciting, anything I can put in my main aisle? Like, you know, and that's how we got the red Kiwis in here. And, um, but whenever you have that new and exciting stuff, like I want to be the first and only call. Like yeah. I've got seven pallets, I'll take them all. Oh, and I, I would say I've been, AJ, I don't know, we've been working together, what, three or four years now? Yeah. And I would say the thing that I, I like most about working with, with you, but also working with Jungle Gyms as a whole is um, when we want to try something new, even if it's just a small trial, like for instance, I want to say two years ago, we did some bulk grapes from Yo. Peru. And uh, <laughs> we brought out some bulk grapes and, Judging by AJ's look, I don't know how it went, but um, it was it was good. It was he's always a great litmus test for items like that um, because your shoppers are open to trying these things, and more importantly, they give you guys really honest feedback mm-hmm. on on what we bring to um, what we bring what we bring. And so, if we know if it succeeds at Jungle Gyms, we can think, hey, there might be a broader audience for this. I love that about Jungle Gyms that we do sort of feel like a. Um, a, an experiential sounding board for a lot of products and like vendors and things of that nature. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been here a little while now, but it's really fun to me to see this happen. So what kind of stuff, what kind of stuff is on the horizon? Anything fun that we can ask about? Well, <laughs> yeah. I got the look oh, of, don't please don't that. ask that. <laughs> and that's okay too. This is, this is, I'll let, I'll let Sid run with it. Maybe yeah, something about the table. One of my most exciting Things I think that we've introduced recently is our hydroponic strawberries. So they're grown on tabletops in California. Um, And so it's a great sustainability initiative for us. They're grown um, on tables and the water is recycled through the system. Um, And so that's just, I mean, hydroponic is big and like greenhouse and I mean, like leafy greens and tomatoes and stuff. But I think we're still kind of seeing it emerge in the berry category. And yeah. so we're one of the first, Oppie's one of the first to bring hydroponic strawberries to the market. Um, and they're grown under the Happy Berry label, which is ocean spray. And so I just am excited to see that take off. It just started up, I want to say like two weeks ago. Oh, wow. And it's going to take a while, I think, to gain some momentum. But this summer, we should see it take off. So I'm really, that's my most exciting thing that we're working on. When you say just started, do you mean like it's just starting to hit market now or it's like just started as in growing? We just started harvesting. Cool. So it's been in the works for a couple of months now, but we just saw the first harvest two weeks ago, I think. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, it's funny because I've talked to a few like, uh, you know, leafy greens growers that are doing like hydroponics mm-hmm. and aquaponics. I'm fascinated by that entire world. What... What do you think that's going to mean for the the actual product in the berry game and like how that might translate to other fruit? Oh, I, I think with anything, there's there's a bit of a there, there is a bit of a learning curve, right? Um, introducing hydroponics to strawberries is, is a relatively new concept. Yeah. Um, from my understanding, there's always been tinkering with varieties and what kind of you know you put these things under hoops and there's a film over the top so what kind of film do you use how much light do you get through right there's all these factors in growing any produce item um so long term what i think it means so is i really do think it's going to be great for the quality of strawberry that the end consumer eats because you're taking um a lot of the factors that can can throw a strawberry off out of the way and especially by being able to control the water content you're going to get some really really delicious strawberries that are going to have good shelf life. And then also on top of that, um, they're, they're going to be more environmental, uh, environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, Love and, that. And, and that's, that's the big one is that strawberries, you know, they're at the top of the list right now in terms of things that we grow that are maybe a little less than environmentally friendly. So any way that we can improve that and hopefully set the trend for the future of the category, we're really excited about mm-hmm. My nerdy sci-fi reading part of myself always thinks about the hydroponics thing. And I'm like, in a weird way, I'm just like, I feel like all of you are on the forefront of growing in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Because <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking, it's like, oh, we're going to eat well at, at the end of the world, you know? <laughs> Do you think that, um, I mean, like Driscoll obviously is a huge berry game. I don't want to drop one of your competitors' names on here, but I mean, like, do you think that the hydroponic berry game is going to change in 15, 10 years? I mean, what do you think... I mean, because the, the, I mean, Driscoll does a really, really nice job. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there is hydroponic berries out there. I've mm-hmm. bought a few from some companies in Canada. 
um, you know, um, but the shelf life isn't really the best. So I feel like it's a work in progress a lot. So hopefully your guys' product is definitely more honed in. Yeah, I, I think there's only room for improvement. And, and frankly, um, I'm glad to, you know, it, it's good to hear that our competitors are, are finding ways to improve their product because um, especially with something as important as environmental sustainability and us being able to continue to have strawberries 52 weeks out of the year, which is something sure. I think people take, take for granted. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I, I think that in order to be able to keep doing that in the future, we're going to need some competition and we're going to need people to find new ways to do it. So long-term, I, I think it's going to be um, a really common way for people to grow berries. And we're, it was exciting. We're at the forefront of it. To be able to have a USA berry year round would be something of note. Now, are we, are we talking about a 12 ounce package or? Yes, we are going to do it in a 12 ounce and a one pound. And a one pound. Mm-hmm. See, I think that that's one of the that was one of the big mistakes that they made with these hydroponic berries is they lowered the ounce sizes. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, because most conventional grocery stores still carry the strawberry in a one pound pack and then they're comparing it with the price point of the 12 mm-hmm. ounce. And they're like, why would I pay this? Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so, but I mean, if we could, if I had any two cents and say about it, I would say definitely go with the one pound mm-hmm. just right off the gate. This is why we like yes. you, AJ. Good, <laughs> this is market talk. feedback. <laughs> yeah. That's secretly what was going on. I haven't yeah. even been recording. <laughs> Yeah, and I think when we talk about like the next 10 or 15 years, like if we're going to see it really pick up steam, like I think it is what consumers are like kind of demanding of people like us to come out with like these more sustainable products. And it's interesting, like we did some consumer research to see like even like what we needed to include on the label of the Happy Berry. Like, do we need to explain like what a hydroponic strawberry is? Like, do we need to say like what the process is, like how will they know the difference when it's on the shelf right next to just a typical field grown strawberry. And like in that research, we found that like the majority of the customers knew like immediately what hydroponic meant. But and I so, bet 10 years ago they did. Yeah. And so, yeah, like yeah. years ago, you would have never thought that. And so like our label, like it just says hydroponic strawberries. And I think people resonate with that. Like people know what that means and they understand the difference. It's and come so, a long way. yeah, it's come a long way. Can you, for the sake of the audience that might just be tuning in for the first time and haven't heard that expression before or haven't been at a fish concert in the last 25 years, <laughs> uh, what is, like, can you describe hydroponic growing in a kind of basic, explain it like I'm five level? Yeah, I, I can kind of explain it. And that's okay. I'll accept yeah. kind of explain it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I went to school to study selling produce. I, growing is a whole other thing. Sure. Um, but essentially what it is, it's, grown without soil that doesn't mean that sometimes there isn't a medium in there um like sometimes you'll see people use um coconut husk and that's something for the root to kind of set in but for the most part um there's there's no soil water is fed to the plant um and directly to the roots as well as sometimes um, they'll use different nutrients as well um and so at a very base level that's i mean that's what the, the hydroponic is is it's just less waste because you're feeding directly into the root. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. And I love hearing that. It's just, I don't know, again, I I have this very futuristic view of this. I think it's such a cool thing that you all are on the forefront of this Mm -hmm. kind of technological advance for agriculture. Mm -hmm. You know, do you think that'll affect other products that you grow is like our, you know, we use strawberries in this case, but like, is this sort of a test case for other products? Um, I mean, hopefully one day we introduce more that are grown like that. I think right now berries are our primary initiative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I know other people out there experimenting with different items. I mean, like you guys carry those um, different lettuces and leafy mm-hmm. greens. Right. And I think that was where it started, um, mm-hmm. you know, and where it makes sense. I don't think we'll ever get to the to the point where we have apple orchards grown in hydroponics. Or, that was kind of where my head <laughs> went, right? Yeah, exactly. I was like, is that even a possibility? No. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't think it'll ever get that extreme, but um, it's a good place to start on the mm-hmm. strawberry front. That's really cool. You could fly to California and just look outside and you're going to see, you know, soybeans, you're going to see beans, you're going to see corn. Hydroponics is, 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 is definitely the way of the future. And look at the way that Japan is growing their stuff now in Holland and Canada has been doing a great job of it for you know, 25 years. Wow. Um, I had no idea. But, uh, but yeah, there's, there's, it's still Central America is still uh, farmland. Sure. <laughs> Agriculture. We're, st- we're sometimes stuck in our ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, I'm so sorry. I lost my question and I can edit my lulls out. Of course. You're all right. 
Well, let me just let's uh, let me shift a little bit. What are some of the other products that you all are particularly proud of, or that make you unique? Um, I think we carry a lot of branded items. Um, so like our Envy and Jazz apples, mm-hmm. um, those kind of differentiate us from the pack. I mean, the Apple set right now is very crowded, but I think those two have really stood the test of time. Like you'll see premium Apple varieties. It's kind of like a revolving door. There seems to be a new one every couple of months, but Jazz and Envy continue to rank in the top 10 for both sales and volume. And so I love those two. And then we also do Zespri Sun Gold Kiwi. Oh, and yeah. And that, yes, that's like our golden child, for lack of a better word. But the it's growth, in the name, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the growth of that item has just been exponential. Like back in 2015, Gold Kiwi was only, I want to say, like 10% of mm-hmm. the Kiwi category. And then this, back in 2021, it shot up to about 31%. And by 2025, we should start to see it eclipse Green Kiwi. And so it's going to be, yeah, the trajectory that that's on is just incredible. And so, yeah, this summer, too, we're bringing in, like, significantly more volume to the U.S. because the North American market has just been so strong. So we're going to start to see that Sun Gold Kiwi everywhere. There's this beautiful thing I keep seeing kind of on the customer level. And I know I'm sort of speaking somewhat from a place of ignorance, but... I just sort of feel like generally speaking, maybe societally societally or culturally, I feel like everybody's way more interested in what they're eating exactly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's this vested interest in just like, well, what is this? I mean, mm-hmm. I you know, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have cared about a red key. We had to be mm-hmm. like, all right, you know. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's different. That's <laughs> interesting. You know, uh, the Zespri Golden, I had done a little project at some point some like influencer thing mm-hmm. where they mailed me a box of them. <laughs> and I, was like, I remember getting a, a package in the mail. I was like, what is this? It was mm-hmm. a crate of Kiwis mm-hmm. and they were delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and now that I'm on the Kiwi thought train, maybe you all can help me dispel a little rumor or confirm it. Do you eat the skin or do you not oh, eat the skin? that is a hot debate. Yeah, I love this debate. debate. <laughs> it depends on who you ask. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I eat the skin. I eat it like I would an apple. I can finish that whole thing like with no waste. It's... I think it's delicious. On a sun gold kiwi. Barbaric. Good? Yeah. Barbaric, yeah. so ages of no skin. Uh. I, um, man, I, I used to be a skin eater on, on the kiwi fruit, but um, I recently found out that I was allergic to kiwi. Oh, no. And, oh, and this was after like a lifetime of eating kiwi, which oh is, which so now I'm, I'm, I'm actually very sad about it because sun gold is one of my favorite pieces of fruit and I just can't eat it. I'm uh, so sorry. And I, I will say, I'm not going to drop names, but on, I've seen some of our, our, our coworkers from New Zealand actually eat the skin on a green kiwi as well even yeah. the furry the furry parts it's not uncommon down there i won't i won't say names but i've seen them. <laughs> but you know who you are yeah. so can you have dragon fruit i honestly i've never tried i i've had it in smoothies and stuff but let's I've never. go grab one <laughs> is, is, yeah. somebody bring an epi pen too yeah. <laughs> i got a bottle of benadryl to test yeah. uh, on that end is dragon fruit similar to kiwi or are they well, I'll let the experts speak yeah. on that. <laughs> no, AJ, you're yeah, the expert. You we don't handle it. dragon fruit, so you're the expert. They're, in this they're related. Uh, okay. They're, they they're almost have the same fiber content as, as a kiwi, um, but they are in the kiwi family, but they're, they're not... They're not... They're not the same. <laughs> Why aren't you on the show more often? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, uh, th- back to the eating the skin thing, somebody mm. gave me kind of, uh, not pressured me by any chance, or uh, by any means, but we're kind of just like, just eat the skin. And so I did that with the red one the other day. I was like, oh, this is kind of yeah. great. It was like, this is, I, I'm actually not so sure why there's a debate because it's not, it doesn't really, you know, I guess it is barbaric technically, but otherwise I'm <laughs> cutting it in with a knife and scooping yeah. its insides out. I was like, they both feel kind of awful to uh, me in that regard. Maybe it's just like how you're, I'm like, I don't know. I was raised with a, eat a kiwi with a spoon and yeah. like a lot of people thought that was crazy and I'm like what that's how you eat a kiwi yeah with a spoon how else and they're like you know I wasn't going to uh, let someone else cut it for me I got plenty <laughs> of spoons at the house you know well, and I would think with how much you're running around AJ I would think you need the convenience food so who's got time for the spoon that's Just all I do in. is yeah. eat produce all day yeah. Just a little, yeah, every day. <laughs> apple, my onion healthiest man in America I had about three of your plums this morning the red uh, ruby what was the variety of the, the uh, plum? Red, the, I think it was what the red ruby plum from South Africa. So you know, tell me about the uh, ocean spray lineup you all are working on. Yeah, so I mean, we we started obviously with the cranberries, um, which is what they're 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 best known for, um, and you know we think that the ocean spray brand really represents something um, in terms of of quality. Um, it also represents a, a lot of core values that Ocean Spray has about 
toward their growing family, right? Um, and about what growers and farmers do for um, all of us. And so we've gradually rolled that out into other items, including citrus. Um, we are now doing um, strawberries 52 weeks of the year in Ocean Spray Label, um, as well as an entire berry category. And then we're also, um, most recently, we've introduced table grapes um, 52 weeks of the year in the Ocean Spray brand. So um, we're, we're really, really proud of it. And that comes with a quality standard um, that, you know, we hope your shoppers can, can, can count on. Sure. Uh, when you say table grapes, uh, what does that mean? Are they not all table grapes? What if I've no. been, where have I been incorrectly placing my grapes? Well, I, 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 I drink a lot of wine. So those grapes go from, go, go to somewhere else. So. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. Sense. Sorry. That was very, very, uh, uh rigid of me. But. Yeah. I will say from, um, uh, the consumer standpoint, I mean, I've got customers asking for, you know, they don't know the variety of the, the grape. They don't know that if it's a sweet globe or a Jack salute or, or yeah. what it is. They don't know how many bricks are in it. It sounds but, like you're speaking another language to me i'm just like yeah. Yeah. i was like is I'm, that the red one i'll have a, like a little old lady on wednesday come up to me and be like do you have the ocean spray grapes those are so good then i'm like oh they'll be here tomorrow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ocean spray always had such a nice this is a weird thing but i hope you'll appreciate this but for me i have such like a nostalgic mm-hmm. thing around that brand in a lot of regards, right? Because like you think of things like Thanksgiving and the cranberry jelly sauce or whatever. But the thing that sticks out in my head more than anything, I'm so sorry, is they they ran commercials for a long time, especially mm-hmm. when I was young, where it was people waiting in the, like the, the bogs. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm like, my entire life, and I'm going to put this out there, my entire life, I've wanted to wait in those oh, bogs really? so badly. If you if you think about it next fall and you guys want to come up to central Wisconsin, yeah, we can make that happen. I can make I I, I, I know a guy. Oh, <laughs> I think we can make I think we can make it happen. I want to be a part yeah. of the ocean. What can yeah, I say? We, we talked we about that it. last year. In mm-hmm. yeah, AJ, if, if you could if you can get away if you can get up there for a day or two, we'll we'll get you we'll get you in we'll get you in the bog. Oh I went gosh. on a fishing trip to Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin, and I came back. I was on vacation. I came back on Monday and I, I talked to you and you were also in Wisconsin. Like and you were like and we we're in these bogs and stuff and I'm like I was just there I was like why didn't I stop by <laughs> oh I'm glad well this has really been great already I feel like dreams are coming true I yeah. would I'm in. do a podcast from the crane I would do, go live <laughs> from the Thanksgiving special oh, that it, that's there it, it that's the Thanksgiving special <laughs> yeah exactly I'm hand mashing these sponsored by Ocean Spray <laughs> I'm in. Well, I don't even have any other questions after that. My life is fulfilled now. Well, what I mean, I know we talked a little bit about what's on the horizon, but uh, what would be maybe is there anything on the horizon that we should be excited about coming into the store or anything like that that you want me? What can I push the customers to eat of yours? Yeah, I mean, look, um, it, it's going to be the summer months here before too long. Oh, yeah. Um, it's going to be spring and summer and we're weather's going to be good. Sydney uh, mentioned the Zespri Sun Gold Kiwi. I mean, that's mm-hmm. an absolute um, force for us in the summertime mm-hmm. and um, you know, they're, they still are available with product out of Italy, which uh, that season is, is going to be close to year round. But once we get to the summer, we're going to have the exciting stuff like summer citrus. Um, we're going to be bringing in pears from South America. Cool. We'll have um, different apple varietals from the Southern Hemisphere, including jazz and envy from New Zealand, which um, if there are any apple connoisseurs out there, you know, those tend to have a little <laughs> bit higher bricks content than the stuff grown on in, in the U.S., um, so, I mean, all in all, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of fun stuff that we're going to be able to bring in this summer. Yeah. I'm excited. Blueberries from the Pacific Northwest as well. Oh, that'll yes. be good. Yes. All right. So I know I was all proud of learning the BRICS content, but would you be so kind as to inform the audience on what that means? Yes. So, um, it's essentially sugar content and a piece of fruit. If you take, um, take the fruit, get rid of the water, how much sugar is left? That's, that's the short version. So the bigger the number, the sweeter the piece of fruit is. I love it. One of the greatest things that I have with Mickey is, you know, on uh, a lot of my conversations with him, whenever I'm talking about like, okay, I'm looking for two pallets of Jack Salutes or I'm looking for one pallet of this. That's going to be one of my first questions is, you know, what, are the, what is the bricks? What's the, the, what does it taste like? How does it eat? Mm-hmm. And Mickey is one of the few vendor, one of my f- very few vendors that uh, can go into detail about, like, you know, the, the, the pallet content and how it tastes and everything else about um, each individual item. I mean, really an expert. When it comes to his commodities, 
I feel like that's, I mean, that's a great trait too. I, I, I feel like, especially as the world kind of, we kind of are at once incredibly connected, but also increasingly remote mm-hmm. because how else, you know, aside from eating it, how else would you describe it? You know? Yeah. Well, and a lot of the stuff that we do now is over the phone. I mean, as well, like a lot of the sure. conversations that we have, I mean, it's all over emails, it's through text messages, it's over the phone. I mean, so the relationship that a shipper has with the vendor is so important. Yeah. And I would, you know, I mean, that's why you have to trust each other, you know, and I'll give you honest feedback and, you know, you can give me honest feedback about the quality of the product. And the in the day and age of buying produce is, oh, there's not much round table discussions in person anymore. It's all, right. you know talking to people from all over the US. Well, I think that's a testament to your skill set and as well as I'm, you know, I'm sure there's other produce people in the world with a similar skill where you could take that data and make some sense of it. But if you were like, well, the, the bricks content of whatever, I'd just be like, hey, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wants me to eat bricks? <laughs> that's the worst sounding fruit ever. Our, our, in our, you know, our QC team, um, out on the East Coast, where we tend to load most of, of the products that we send to Jungle Gyms. I mean, it's 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 taken you know t- time to develop the relationship, but we understand what the expectations are of the product that come into the store, and you know we, we take it seriously. Um, so, you know, it just like any partnership, any relationship, as you as you learn more and more about each other, and as time goes on, you only get better. And so, yeah. um, you know, there were there were times where. I think I think AJ's been more patient with me than anything. So um, <laughs> we 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 uh, we we really always appreciate um, you know your guys' feedback and and just the partnership as a whole. Oh, thank you so much. I say <laughs> that like I had anything to do with it, but you know what? I'm, I'm happy to take the accolade. So. <laughs> Well, thank you both so much for your time. Oh, sorry. I'll, I I'll cut ask, that out. Jump I in, wanted AJ. to qu- ask a question about the moth. Uh, I have a lot of customers asking about these lemon plums. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such a cool story. Okay. Can you? Yeah, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> is that like the, oh, wait, you were telling me that's the, the, the yellow plums, it's right? A, it's a, basically a yellow plum, and it basically is green, and then it goes to yellow, and then it goes to red. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You're correct. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a sunset. Yeah, yes. Oh, so we call I like, like that. Stoplight plums. Mm-hmm. And like it's a really, really popular item with our Asian clientele that we have here. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are constantly asking about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, we've been talking about them for a couple months now. I'm like, when are they coming in? When are they coming in? When are they going to get off the vessel or, you know, whatever? Um, and then I got a phone call, very sad phone call, <laughs> <laughs> about the future of the lemon plums this year. Yeah. Uh, so last year, um, during the Chilean stone fruit season, maybe closer toward the tail end, um, they found. Ah, uh, yes, the Chilean stone fruit <laughs> yeah. season. Yeah. Gosh, I don't know. I've, I've become, no, I love it. I'm oh, just I like become, I become a monster. I am aware. I'm, no, I love it. It's it's to me this look. The show is not just for the audience. It's also for me to learn. So I'm just like, okay. So is there a, to back up before I go too far into this? Chilean stone fruit season is there? I'm guessing it's just based on good harvest times, right? Probably self-explanatory. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's the it's the winter time, right? So it, it just so happens to co- kind of coexist very nicely with the stone fruit you get grown in the U.S. Okay, where they have the summer season, it's summer down there when it's our winter. It's so. just so we can keep it fifty-two weeks mm-hmm. right a year. Yeah, cool. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, I just want to make sure. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I know I'll leave myself in the dust, but maybe I someone listening might as well. But anyway, yes. continue. So you were saying, but no, it's um yeah. So the uh, the Chilean during the Chilean stone fruit season last year, they found um in the USDA found in one of the boxes uh, an invasive moth. And so that caused them to um, give like a big, you know, throw up the big red flag and say, um, we need to halt all imports of plums from Chile because they could contain this moth. And until it gets sorted out, no plums are coming stateside. This happened so late in the winter last year that the average consumer really didn't notice, wasn't really affected. Um, But going into this year, there was a real possibility that we would have no plums from Chile available, which that makes up. 95% 95% of the plums that consumers would eat in the winter. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. So some of the stuff is grown in South Africa. There's other smaller growing regions, but Chile is the workhorse. Um, and so unfortunately this year, the US, well, fortunately, the USDA and Chile finally got it resolved. And later in the deal, we were able to start bringing in plums from Chile. However, it was too late to get volumes of the lemon plum on the water. So... Wow. A, a fan favorite 
did not get to come to the U.S. <laughs> this year, and I know AJ was was very disappointed. And um, it's always that's been an item with you guys that I've done yeah. since I started working with you. It's definitely one of those more unique items that people kind of expect when they come to jungle gyms. Like we have a kind of a relation, or we've got a reputation with uh, having unique stuff. And the Chilean soft fruit season, I mean. I mean, I would be buying pallets, you know, pretty much every every Thursday from you. Mm-hmm. So it's been kind of sad on my part. But my look earlier was, you can edit this out later, but my look earlier was, I thought you were making a joke about soft fruit, oh. stone fruit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, Mark, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, I just didn't. I literally just didn't know what I was talking about. I was just like. I was like, oh, my God, we, we just went there. <laughs> I think it was just you. <laughs> but, no, all, all this, all, but the great thing is. I'm so sorry, though. But I was like, if I said anything bad. <laughs> well, the great thing is, I know, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. So next year when we next get these. Year? Yeah, when we get these yeah. lemon plums in, we'll have to do it big, man. Yeah, we'll we'll have big. to do it big. I'm way into it. I know, I've never tried one. And when you, I forgot you just mentioned this to me the other day. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun and delicious. And he's like, there's an invasive moth species. And I was like, I really don't know what that means, ultimately. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I feel like all aren't all moths a little bit invasive? <laughs> yeah. They don't pay rent, you know? <laughs> it sounds so dubious. Yeah, exactly. There's, well, there's like a whole moth conspiracy. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, wow, that's crazy. What, how often does that kind of thing happen? Like, not specifically an invasive moth species, but where you're like, you know... Uh, hey, we just found this random thing that might affect the whole product line or, or, or a portion of it. Is that like a common a common occurrence in produce? I assumed just by the nature of you being outside, uh, is this a hard question to answer in that regard? I'm just making sure I'm not asking a bad one. No, no. I mean, it, it does not happen to the extent that it did with them. Like just saying, hey, no no plums from Chile. That's, that's extremely rare. Um, they are a few stories in produce history, if that's you know, sure. one way to put it, where these <laughs> things happen. Um, and I have, you know, I've got sales reps in my office who can tell stories about the times they, you know, it, I think it was back in the 80s, they forced um, all the importers of Chilean grapes to dump all the fruit um, because um, I think there was some political motivations behind it, but they claimed they found cyanide in some Whoa. of the grapes. Um, and so the U.S. Sur- uh, general surgeon said, hey, dump all of your grapes, throw them out of your fridge. Any importers, you got to throw them away. No, no grapes to the to the U.S. market. That's wild. Yeah. So no, to answer your question in a very long way, very, very rare. It's a podcast. You can only answer questions in a long way. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, other stuff does happen that affects a commodity. Like mm-hmm. take what happened with avocados, like last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to? Yeah, wanna we're fill everybody in. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I deal a little bit with avocados. Not one of my stronger categories, but I tell you, um, we're on a hot streak with them shutting down imports. I guess because. Um, down at the U.S. border, apparently a uh, USDA um, inspector or you know Quality official was yeah. was threatened by by the Mexican cartels um, because they were trying to get a shipment in from a, a growing region where avocados aren't allowed to come into the U.S. Oh, and wow. so um, they threatened this inspector, and the USDA said, "Okay, well we are." halting all imports of avocados. So right now, and AJ, I'm sure you're feeling it. Oh, it's uh, it's ridiculous. I'm sitting on gold in my cooler right now. I'm like, raise the... I thought it'd be a $300 avocado. Cut the display back. (laughs) Take that, millennials, and your avocado toast. That's right. (laughs) We're bringing avocados where they need to be sold, out of the trunk of my car in a gas station parking lot. I mean, this this embargo is going to, I mean, the ripple effect with avocado. I mean, anything involved in, like, production. Avocados are heavily involved in production across the states. The ripple effect of this is going to take months for it to get back to normal. I mean, they've already jumped up like $24 FOB. I mean, and they were already expensive because of the Super Bowl COVID, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's a major market disruptor, too, um, in the long term, because these avocado growers, they grow for an entire season. And when you, if you turn off the valve for two weeks, all of a sudden you have, you know, build up on the back end. Sure. And and that's, it's hard to remember sometimes, but that's a grower's livelihood. You know, yeah. that's that's what they're going to do to stay and stay in business for the next year or to feed their family. So um, when things like that happen, it's, it's, it's really, it is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to, to kind of lose sight of that. But um, yeah, it, it just unique circumstances, I would say, with those two items in particular. It's 
very odd. wild. So, I hadn't heard that whole story. I just honestly, all I saw were just friends of mine posting that they had very high priced avocados <laughs> for sale. I was like, awesome. I probably got one of those. <laughs> so, Mickey, when can we have some Colombian avocados coming in? I don't know, man. With the way that with the with the way that. Uh, the boats and ports are yeah. right now. They, oh, they could get here and may not get unloaded for three or four <laughs> weeks, but that's crazy. That's wild. I'm just imagining. I kind of want, I wish I could go to see where all of the ships are right now, where I'm just imagining just fleets of vessels, just like, eh, we're just kind of waiting. Maybe sometime we'll let these go. Mm -hmm. Wild world's a crazy place right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Really glad to be here for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, you're welcome back anytime, everyone. Please, seriously, yeah, I'd love you. to have you back. Um, if there's ever anything I can do, I don't know where I was going with that one. But no, seriously, uh, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank yeah. you. No, this thank awesome. you. It's mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's great to see AJ and to 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 be at Jungle Gyms. Like it's one of the one of the best trips that I I like to try to make and. Now that the world is kind of back open, I think you'll see me at least once a year. So awesome! And, well, and, and you'll maybe see in a me. I was just gonna say, I've got my waiters on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, you know, before I do really wrap this up, Sydney, do you find anything particularly interesting or weird here on your first visit, or any any thoughts as a first timer in the store? Ah, uh, several thoughts. <laughs> I don't know, so many that I'm like, I already am trying to plan like my next trip out here. I feel like I need to spend some time just like shopping around. I don't sure. know. There's. There's a lot, a lot to look at. Do you think it was overwhelming? Like nothing stood out because in it's so just so much. Everything was overwhelming, but in like in a <laughs> yes, good way. Yes, we did our jobs right. I, I just walked in and I was, I don't know. I've like looked at pictures online and stuff. Like I've worked in the industry for like two and a half years, and Nikki's always really talked up jungle gyms, and this has been like a long time coming. This is so I don't know. Like I looked at all these pictures and stuff online, and I have you guys on like social media and stuff. And even seeing all of that couldn't have prepared me for for what I was in for today. It's it's incredible. Like it's it's awesome. I I, I think it's you know look. I've been here six months, and I joke every day. I take a lap around the store, and every day I either find some new weird thing or some product, or oftentimes it's like some hidden art installation mm -hmm. or I didn't notice. I noticed something in produce the other day over the reduced section, and now I'm forgetting what it was. But it was like a giant pepper or something like that, and I'm just like maybe I, I above <laughs> our bananas. I, I had a blow up banana from Chiquita. And it's, it's like, you know, four feet long. And, yep. and uh, I climbed up above our banana display and I stuck it above our banana. You can't even see it. It's like, it's in a chair. It's in a lawn chair above <laughs> our banana display. But you would never know it was there unless you looked at it. Now that I'm saying this, Jungle's probably like, get that banana down. But, <laughs> but, but like, there's so much like little tidbits, like just tucked away and hidden. It's so fun. I mean, and literally if you... I mean, even just like look around the corner, there was something I saw recently in this room. And I was like, I stare out of these windows 50 hours a week and I didn't notice that there were you know whatever it was. I forget what it was I think it was on the back wall back there but I was like oh have we have we always had the art back there mm -hmm. you know <laughs> and I would assume yes but who knows that, but that's also kind of the fun and the magic of Jungle Gyms to me a little bit is that like you might think you're like oh it's probably always there but it also could have just arrived 10 minutes before <laughs> sure. you saw it you know yeah. I love this place it's like a, working in a fun house <laughs> you know it's like imagine if Disney World was the largest gift shop ever you know <laughs> it's not <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> that's good well, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, I appreciate this you. is eye-opening. And uh, look forward to seeing you both this fall. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for having us. Of course. <laughs> hey, Mickey and Sydney. Thanks again for coming out. And I cannot wait to go wade in cranberries with you this fall. In a bog of all places. I love, there's a lot of fun words to say in that sentence. Don't think for one second that I'm going to forget that. <laughs> all right. Lastly. A little while back, Jungle and I thought it'd be cool if we opened up the podcast studio to some podcasts to come in and record an episode of their show here. We've got all this state-of-the-art equipment, and if you know me, I love to share my stuff and use my platform to help other people come up too. I'm a fan of the underdog. Maybe it's because I've spent my life as an underdog. Johnny was one of the first people to reach out to me about this opportunity, so I had him come out and he did his show here, and he brought in some other regional filmmakers, and guess what? He's hosting a screening of a bunch of films this Saturday, as he'll tell you about on the show here in just a second. And get this, I'm the star of one of these shorts. I know, it's pretty cool. Lucky me, and really lucky you if you come check it out. 
Anyway, meet Johnny. For those of you listening, uh, a little while back, we decided we were going to reach out to some area podcasters to invite them into the WJJI studio here to do an episode of the show. So I met this guest through this program who came in to do an episode of his podcast. So uh, welcome to the show, Johnny. Johnny, what's going on, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. So tell us a little bit about what you've got going on in the world of film this year. I understand you have a, an event coming up this Saturday. Am I correct? That is correct, Mark. Uh, we have an event my company is putting on, Catalano Film Co., uh, this Saturday, March 12th, uh, at 7 p.m. at the uh, Historic Plaza Theater in Miamisburg, Ohio. Um, it's entitled Regional Cinema. Uh, it's kind of a collection of filmmakers uh, around the area, um, three to be exact, uh, or actually four. Um uh-oh, the fourth one just got upset. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we're, we're involved in the same film, so I always am like, uh, you know, we're four filmmakers. If they ask, and, I'll uh, say you were removing yourself from the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. That, I, was, I was removing myself. I'm not involved at all. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, it's a filmmaker showcase uh, for independent cinema around the area. Um so it should be fun for anybody who kind of enjoys not just kind of the blockbuster films being released in the, you know, multiplexes and stuff like that. It's, it's this huge focus on just kind of bare bones, uh, independent, uh, fire bootstraps type filmmaking. So. Micro budgeting as they like to call it. Yeah, when yeah, we have exactly. no money. Yeah. <laughs> we have no money, but we still want to make movies. So please watch them. No, yeah. and, and you know, as somebody who almost exclusively works in the micro budget end of filmmaking, uh, you know, a lot of people don't maybe don't know this, but you can actually make a lot. It's really you're mostly limited by your imagination, as as corny yeah. or trite as that might sound. No, no, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it. You can make some really great stuff if if your mind's in a certain place when you're writing the script, I suppose. Uh, right. Knowing what you have to work with. Uh, due to budget budget constraints, but mm-hmm. I mean, there's st- yeah, I don't want people to think that uh, it's going to be, you know, films shot on like a video camera or whatever, and it's like <laughs> really bad quality. It's actually the films are shot on cinema, cinema cameras and made by people who actually know how to make films, right? And they just they might not have a Hollywood budget, but these are still very quality films. Absolutely. Well, there's some yeah. good stuff, and I know a couple of the ones that are screening have uh, gotten some awards, and uh, for those of you listening, you might even get to see my smiling face in one of them. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the real trick here, folks. I was like, it's a little self-promo, too. So <laughs> I, I didn't want to say anything, but uh, yeah, Mark is, in fact, in one of them. Yeah. So uh, if you want to see Mark on the big screen, which, you know, who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> you, need, <laughs> you need to go to regional cinema. You need to. <laughs> that, that'll be a ton of fun, actually. I think it's really cool. The theater looks great. I looked it up a little bit when you guys were telling me about this coming up. So uh, I'm yeah, not. It's a beautiful I, theater. I, I guess the, the it, you said it was in Miamisburg, right? Yep, that's right. Okay. So that's kind of like in between like Cincy, Dayton area. Okay. That's what I thought. I was going to say it's Dayton adjacent, right? It's, yeah, pretty much. It's just kind of like, it's a very, uh, you know, leave it to not like Andy Griffith type town, you know. Oh, cool. Small, small town, uh, great parking. Uh, they got a great free public parking in the back of the theater. Uh, that's really what the people came for. They're like, maybe we can see Mark on there. Maybe we can get free parking. Uh, (laughs) Johnny, are you guys, that's what I worry about. Yeah. Is this a ticketed show? It, it is so it uh the ten it's uh the tickets are ten dollars uh for admission so it won't break up your finances hopefully um and, and plus you get a q a with the filmmakers it's a it's a nice little event um so they're about ten dollars so you get kind of a whole event with that ten dollar price that's amazing and you get to support local artists you exactly. know exactly yeah listen people out there if people hadn't given me their ten dollars early in my career, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now. No, I know that's Trust a me. honest truth. No, no BS here, Johnny. Um, if, I, I believe it. If somebody wanted to listen to the episode that you recorded here at WJGI, what's the best way for them to do that? 
Yeah, so um, you can go just to your spot. So I'm on Spotify, um, but I'm not on uh, any other platform at the moment. But you can go to Catalano Film Co. Um, podcast. And I'm actually on YouTube. The episode's on YouTube. So if Beautiful. you just look up uh, Johnny Catalano, uh, C-A-T-A-L-A-N-O, uh, it should pop up and uh, it should be called Regional Cinema. So it, it was a right, really fun podcast. Mark obviously let us in a studio graciously and we recorded about like almost an hour worth of uh, podcasts just talking about our process, and, uh, what it means to be filmmakers in the, in the area. And, you know, it should be a good podcast for anybody who wants to get in the filmmaking uh, in this area. I know that, you know, there's probably a lot of people that do and maybe just don't know how. So it's a good it's a good uh, little podcast for something like that. Well, I'm excited. And I, as somebody, I will say, somebody that was in the room while you recorded it, I enjoyed it too. It was great. So, <laughs> well, that's that's who I was really trying. To <laughs> Perfect. Well, Project Kiss Mark's ass has gone off according <laughs> to plan entirely. So I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh no! All getting aside, Johnny. Thanks for your time today too, and uh, good luck with the event this weekend. And once again, thanks for coming to use the studio. Um, hopefully, yeah. we'll see you all again soon. Well, yeah. I mean, it was. Thank you for letting us use your studio, and uh, it was, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. So, if anybody else wants to do that, I mean, it's awesome. So, and yeah, uh, come out for regional cinema. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm exporting the final project as we speak, and I did it up <laughs> real epic and and uh, real. Uh, it's going to be a real event, you know. So That's awesome. It, it's going to be fun. Good, because I can't have any fake events promoted here, so. <laughs> it's not fake. If you show up to the Plaza Theater, there will be an event. Place. <laughs> no one's going to know how to take me now. I'm like, listen, there's free parking. <laughs> yeah. Make that clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again, Johnny. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you, Mark. All right, everyone. Another great episode in the bank. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you all. Huge thanks once again to my guy, Eric, and Produce for all of these juicy audio additions sounds great i love the segment bits it's been a huge help eric you're great thanks for these new mic arms too that's amazing and you know what um i'll just keep them if we ever stop being friends how's that sound all right everyone enjoy the rest of your week and on that i'll see you out in the aisles the jungle gyms podcast is recorded in the wjji studio inside jungle gyms international market in fairfield ohio the Jungle Gyms Podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.